from a realist, I gained the Citadel of the Mind, which really speaks to how, you know, the greatest retreat is actually within ourselves, in our own mind, right? So I think this part has been really important in so many facets of my life, especially during high stress environments. Um, and even during COVID, actually. And there were times where I didn't leave the house for like, you know, three weeks at a time. And that was actually okay for me um, because I knew that I could always retreat back into my own mind, essentially. I could be productive. I could think about things. I could write. I didn't need to be at a mountaintop. I didn't need to be at the beach. I didn't need to be in, even in a forest, in a gorgeous forest like this, in order to refresh myself and feel like, you know, my life is still in control because ultimately I am in control of the judgment and the perceptions the world throws at me. In order to be a high-value man, you must exercise sexual discipline. Shout out to Mr. Jab. He calls it dick discipline. Sexual discipline is one of the most critical areas to where men who could be high-value have ruined themselves. What does that mean? You got kids everywhere. One, two, three, four, five kids by four women. You're not high-value because you lack sexual discipline. In order to be a high-value man, you must exercise sexual My friends, welcome to the Sheep Kids Share podcast, where here we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, the one and only Austin Creed. My friends, I want to welcome you back to the series. This is the third video in the Biblical Bachelor series. And throughout the last two videos, this is the third one that we're doing, is a warm-up, a little bit of a taste of the truth that's going to be coming out in my forthcoming book, Biblical Bachelor. And in this series... We're going to be breaking down elements of the book, but we're also going to be talking about the core tenets of the book and this philosophy and the ultimate philosophy that I have that I, I hope is always coming out on the show is this. You must develop your own personal philosophy. Yes, you need to listen to people who you respect, people who are wise, people who are insightful and can speak into your life, but you need to be a thinker. And you need to think for yourself. Don't let anybody else do your thinking for you. Because then you're relying on them and you're drifting to an extent. Don't do that. But my friends, here's what we're talking about today. I'm getting a little off topic, but that's okay. It's a talk show. My friends, topic today is about inner peace and intercourse. Now, the two might seem completely different or for some of you, they might seem together because maybe you're married, maybe you're in a long-term relationship and you think that those two things are together. Well, if it works for you right now, God bless you because statistically speaking, that's not going to last. Now, too many men, and I see them all the time on my college campus. I see them even when I was back at my, you know, my parents' house. I saw them when I was in the military. I see them all over the place, everywhere I go. Guys who are defined by their sexual desires and think that their conquests make them more or less of a man than, than the next guy. And I don't see the same guys talking about how they're trying to make money, how they're trying to hustle, how they're trying to get on the grind. None of that. I don't hear any about anything about that. And so they're, they are hustling backwards. They are working in reverse. And that's what we're highlighting on the show today is you are either on one side of the extreme usually or on the other. You want to find balance in your life and Sometimes that might require you going into muck mode. That might require you reevaluating your personal philosophy and what you what you value 
in your life and my, but that's what we're talking about today. So first I want to bring up, I want to bring this up because for those of you who think that, oh, you know, stuff's always going to been this way. I have an excuse. No, you have no excuse. The only excuse that you might have, and look, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I want to discuss first. Okay. Look at this. I mentioned this yesterday on the show, so if you haven't seen this yesterday, look, if you haven't seen any of my shows, each show kind of builds off the next show like it's a giant saga called the Sheep Get Sheared Podcast. It builds off the other ones, but I will reiterate what I said yesterday, and that is this, that marriage has not always been what it's been now. Nowadays, people get married about 30. Back in the day, people got married in their early youth, they got married very early in their lives, like as soon as they hit puberty, pretty much. Why? Because the religious communities knew, especially the Jews, us Jews, we knew that the more we kept people apart, the more unrealistic it was for them to stay pure and gave them a stake in the community. So for those of you who are religious and you're struggling, well, that's really what this addresses. In Biblical Bachelor, I discussed this in length as to, is it realistic to have not have sex before marriage? Most people probably are going to at least try. And if you do, what do you do? Well, here's what we're going to talk about today. Well, here is the reality that your pastor probably didn't tell you. In Biblical Times, this is according to myjewishlearning.com. Shout out to them. Fair use. This is about ancient Jewish marriage. Now, some of you might not care about this. I do. Because anybody who is a Christian who says they don't care about Judaism is a fool. Because the Old Testament is the foundation for the New Testament. Now, it says in biblical times, people were married in early youth. What did I just say? And marriages were usually contracted with the narrow circle of the clan in the family. It was undesirable to marry a woman from a foreign clan, lest she introduce foreign beliefs. Okay, here, look at this. For those of you who are out to get mad, look, take it up with them, not with me. This is what it says. It says, as a rule, the fathers arranged the match. Uh-oh, I can already hear the feminists losing their minds. That's okay. That's okay. I'm cool with that. Girl was consulted, but the calling of the damsel inquiring at her mouth after the conclusion of all negotiations was merely a formality. In other words, they knew, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, that a lot of women were undecided. They didn't know what they were doing. Not that they're less of humans by any means. What I'm saying is, back in the day, people would bring families together by marrying people off. They knew that people had needs, both physical, emotional, spiritual, all those things. And to do that, they were concerned about marriage and it was enforced by the community and it was done at a very early age. Now, for those of you who are already getting upset and are ready to burn the Torah, uh, first of all, there were very strict laws about how the woman was supposed to be treated according to what I know. So there was nothing about allowing for people to be hurt. Absolutely not. But look, Marriage is not what it used to be. I'm not saying that people who are in their, quote, early youth should be married today. Most people can't, shouldn't even get married. Most people are unmarriageable, by the way. Most people are not able to actually form a relationship, a deep, intimate relationship with anybody. And so they kind of struggle. 
So at the end of the day, my friends, look, this is not just one party. One, it's not just one party that's responsible for this, by the way. If you think it is, then you're completely out of the, you're completely out of line, in my opinion, in my estimation. So my friends, look, the bottom line is this. When it comes down to it, I want you to know that I'm not blind to the fact that a lot of people are out here having a lot of, you know, sex before marriage and they're out here wanting to, you know, be in these streets or wanting to get, get how, go have fun. I get it. I'm not blind. You think I was born yesterday? No, I'm not blind about these things. So don't, don't, don't come out here and think that I don't know what I'm talking about. Trust me. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's because a marriage has changed that you need to be more wary of marriage. Marriage is not what it once was. I wish it was that way still, but it's not. And to drive this point home, here's what I want to do for y'all right now. I want to share this video. Here, we're going to watch this video from a rabbi, all right? And he's going to explain what I was just talking about. All right, here we go. It's a fact that you can live without, but you cannot live without intimacy. The two are not the same. Maybe there was a time when sex was intimate, and it was a long time ago. Since the 60s, we've taken all the intimacy out. We made it meaningless, empty, free love. Free. Free of what? Free of everything. So it's just recreational activity, which does not bond people. Intimacy is a bond. It ultimately separates you, because you each have your own experience, completely unaware of what's happening with deep of the first. The other thing is, after you feel a little diminished, a little guilty, a little less. After intimacy, you feel more innocent than before, because the ability to really connect to another person comes from the most innocent part of you. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Does anybody disagree with what he was saying? I don't. Look. Look, this is exactly why I'm very skeptical about marriage and skeptical about long-term relationships because this is really not achievable for most people anymore. With our very sexually liberated society, this is hard to find, if not impossible to find. And a lot of dudes will be chasing the sex because they think it'll make them a better man, but the post-nut clarity that comes afterwards, they're like, dang, I wasted my time. Dang, was that even worth it? Like, you don't want nobody to be near you. You don't want the girl talking to you. You don't want anybody around you. you you're just like, oh, I'm disgusted with myself. I am unhappy. Like, that's what kind of what he's talking about is there's no intimacy there. And that's almost impossible to find. So what does that say about marriage today? Does Is marriage even applicable to most men? What do we have? What do you as a man have to gain from marriage? Let me ask that question. What do you have to gain from marriage? I think it's a fair question. I know a woman gain from marriage, but what do you as a man gain from marriage? Now, I know that might sound selfish. Well, that's too bad. If that's selfish, that's fine. I can live with that. But I don't see that as being selfish. I see that as not self-sabotaging and instead allowing yourself to be self-sufficient and look out for your own self-interest. That's not bad. I don't see where that's bad. Where is it written that that's a bad thing? Most people can't even do that. Now, talking about post-nut clarity, because this is kind of what, post-nut clarity is kind of a superpower for men. And it allows you to think clearly and more logically instead of getting distracted by women. And women have a lot of power over men, by the way. If you don't know that and you're not willing to accept that, 
That's on your conscience, not mine. I know it for a fact that women have a lot of power over men. And that's why it's hard to have this inner peace and sexuality together because they, they conflict a lot of times. I mean, bringing it under your control takes a lot of discipline. And a lot of people find that discipline when they figure out this superpower of post about clarity. Now, I'm going to show a video from Coach Greg Adams. CGA is a great influence on me, by the way. I adore his content. He did a lot of good. He does a lot of good. So, if you like my show, you'll really like his show. He's been around the block for a little bit, but fair use to Coach, to fair, fair use to CGA. Let's see. I, I, wanna, I want you guys to see this. Here it is. Let's get into the show, guys. Here's what we're going to talk about here. We're going to talk about post not clarity. And then point number one right here is the iceberg effect. Now you're going, Coach, what is the iceberg effect? And what does that have to do with post nut clarity? Well, the reality is this, guys. Sometimes when we deal with women, we see them on a superficial level. Now, this is very true. I want to stop Coach right there. He's right. We see, look, we as men, we're filled with testosterone. We were programmed to see women on the outside because that's what we're attracted to. That's what we naturally want. But here's the problem. What you're not looking at are all the red flags. Or if you even see them, you're willing to dismiss them because you want to get sexual favors. You want to get intimacy. You want to get whatever it is you want to get. That is what you want. And because you want that, you're willing to overlook a lot of things. And coaches, I think he'll dive into this. I'm not sure exactly what he's going to say. We see them for what they are, what they can provide for us. Same thing as they do for us. And a lot of the decisions that we make on releasing our nut is based on what we see on the surface level. But there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with women below the surface. Okay. I want to thank Coach for putting this up. This is a great list. I'm going to... Those of you who are listening, not watching the show, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it to you. Look, there he shows a picture of an iceberg, right? And at the top, we see sex, attractiveness, chronological age. Those are the things that we see right out the bat. They're easy to see. Under these tip of the iceberg, we got uh, marriageability, physical health, emotional age, physical awareness. That one's key. You know how many women are in debt and they're trying to use you to pay off their debt? A lot. Uh, character. Character is important, gentlemen. Past matters. Student loan debt, again, very important. Number of uh, partners in the past could be very useful information. You know, you don't want to be out here having your your, your schmendrick looking like an almond joy bar. Might want to might want to be careful with that. Education. Oh, this one's big. History of um abuse. Now. The, uh, the abuse excuse is an interesting one because it's used a lot. I'm sure some of it is definitely true. Other parts of it I think are for sure exaggerated potentially. Now, I'm not going to use anyone's ex personal example at all. But what I am going to say is women always need to be the victim because then it maintains their character. And if you don't like that, well, that's too bad. I would love for you to see and gather data and actually combat me with evidence. Don't just get mad. Expectations. Everybody walks in with expectations. Nurturing, decision-making, uh, intelligence. Uh, let's see. 
feminist ideals oh that's a big one that's a very big one that a lot of men will overlook because they think that it's oh she's a pie fiery pistol <laughs> some garbage like that yeah don't fall for that please if you get disrespected walk away do not fall for that uh parents relationship and toxic femininity that's a big one in today's culture now to the right of the iceberg we have two things one is a man in a boat titled men and then underneath the man we have the shark now what does the shark represent who's looking up at the boat and the man inside the boat uh society in other words the court of public opinion what people think is popular what the uh, what the normies think basically uh government the government's no joke the government being the justice department being lawyers very dangerous uh stds yes that see the shark represents the potential downsides in other words coach goes on to talk about this on his show all the time but the idea of all men paying i believe in that whether it's with your time your attention uh, your monetary assets, you're always paying, sometimes more than once. Sometimes you won't pay directly one, two, 50 times, and then a level number 51, you get an STD and get her pregnant, and you pay all up at once. Your whole bill gets charged at once instead of paying in increments, which is what I'm sure most men would like. We have pregnancy, unwanted pregnancies, big, big killer of your financial gains my friends do not fall victim to that that is 20 years of your life that's going to be never be the same your life will never be the same regardless but at least 18 years after that you're probably paying child support you're in deep trouble and then marriage marriage is complicated because i would say if i'm being really really generous i would probably say three out of ten marriages actually work as they're intended to work that's on a good day. That's me being really generous. If we want to be realistic, it'd probably be more like one to two tops out of ten. Now, look, just because you're married does not mean that you're actually in a successful relationship. That just means that you're part of the 50% that's not getting divorced, depending on the, on the statistics you're looking at. Uh, what else does Coach have to say real quick? surface now take a look here at this chart and let me take this down so you guys can see right here he published this in february of 2020 while wow. Co coach is ahead of the game about a lot of ways by the way but my friends look this is what i'm talking about you cannot tell me that this is not important it's incredibly important and it's on it's on every person's journey do not think for one minute that this doesn't affect your life if you can't master your own sexuality you will never find inner peace never and you're sacrificing one for the other most of the time. It's hard to have both. It's possible, but it's very, very, very hard. And we dive into that in my book, Biblical Bachelor, that's coming out in, I'll, I'll probably say it in the next couple of weeks. I'm still working some of the, some fine tuning some of the details. But my friends, do not think that, you know, Punani or whatever you want to call it is free. It is not free. Everything costs you something. There's never something for nothing. 40th law of power states despise the free lunch because there's always a price tag. It's never free. My friends, I think I made my point and we'll continue the series as the days and months come along.
Let your voice be heard. Hit me up on so on any plus social media platform. It's at Sheep Kids Sheer to ask me questions. Leave it in the comment section. But until next time, my friends, God bless you. God bless your family and God bless America. We're out of here. Have a great evening. Peace.